I know you have heard this before. Work smarter, not harder. Ford has heard it too. That's why the Ford F-150 truck helps you get the job done in the smartest way possible. I mean, the pro-access tailgate alone is a game changer. It improves access to the bed and cargo, which makes it easier to load in tight spaces. See? Smarter. It's also got a mobile power source and pro power on board, so you can power up to 7.2 kilowatts outside your F-150 truck. That is definitely working smarter. And imagine what you can do with that power at your next tailgate party. Tough this smart can only be called F-150. Find your local Ford dealer at Ford.com. Pro access tailgate available starting spring 2024. See owner's manual for important operating instructions. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. The Jericho Network on Westwood One. All right. Happy New Year. Merry New Year. Hope everyone had a great time, a great night. I hope everyone was safe and rocked it, had a couple of cocktails. I know you are ready for the new year and you're ready for the new episode of Talk is Jericho. It's the perfect remedy to cure your hangover. What do you need to eat when you have a hangover? A cheeseburger. What do you need to listen to while you're eating a cheeseburger after you have a hangover? Well, cheeseburger, of course. Cheeseburger from Ring of Honor, my brand new favorite wrestler. I love this guy just when I heard his name. I was like, anybody who has the balls to call himself Cheeseburger? And I was thinking it'd be some big fat guy or something like that. No, no, no. This is the real Cheeseburger. He's about 140 pounds soaking wet. Uh, he's got the greatest gimmick of all time, best ring gear. He's the ultimate underdog. Think Spike Dudley. Think Mikey Whipwreck. Think, uh, what's that name? Colin Delaney. This is the new version of all those guys. We're talking about Cheeseburger. He does a little high flying. He does a little shooting. He hopes to wrestle in Japan one day. That's a big influence for him. He loves Japanese uh, wrestling. He loves Japanese cheeseburgers. I never asked him about that. I don't think I did. But cheeseburger, you're going to fall in love with him as much as I did. Cheeseburger, 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 cheeseburger. But before we meet cheeseburger, let me say thank you for hitting that subscribe button on iTunes. Subscribing helps me so much. And giving me a five-star rating and giving me great comments helps Talk is Jericho get bigger and better. So take a minute to support this podcast by subscribing at iTunes and leaving us a five-star rating and comment. We love to hear your feedback, so fire away. Hit me with your best shot. And if you're looking for a New Year's resolution or maybe trying to decide how to spend some of that amazing Christmas cash that you got, I got something you can spend some money on that's going to change your life. You heard me talk about DDP Yoga. You heard me talk about Diamond Dallas Page. You heard me talk about his program that changed my life. It actually saved both my wrestling and my music careers, which is a damn shoot. And now DDP, the Yoga Yoda, has just introduced his brand new app, the DDPY Now app. Uh, living a healthier lifestyle just got a whole lot easier. And this is one of the be- uh, most well-constructed uh, apps I've ever seen. You can tell he spent a lot of time and a lot of money making this app. You go in there, it opens up all the doors to DDP Yoga. It's got all the workouts in there, all my DVDs, which are already obsolete. I don't have to carry them around with me anymore, which is great because my MacBook doesn't even have a DVD player in it. I had to buy a little DVD player to plug into my MacBook, to put the DVD in, to do DDP yoga. The thing skips. I've used it so many times, it's getting scratched up. Throw it all out the window because I got the new Fancy Pants DDPY Now app, okay? And you can get it too. You want to see the power of DDP Yoga? I want you to go to ddpyoga.com slash Jericho and check out the story of Jared. Unbelievable, okay? You got to watch this video. He lost 313 pounds in 17 months. Yeah, you heard me right. 313 pounds in 17 months, okay? He documented it with pictures and journal entries. He put it all together in a video. DDP Yoga changed his life and it can change yours, all right? Just download the DDPY Now app and give it a shot. This app's got everything you need. Exclusive live workouts with Diamond Dallas Page from the DDP Yoga Performance Center in Atlanta, Georgia. It's got an expanding archive of workouts for you to choose from. Stand-up is on there. Still my favorite. It's got nutrition guides, recipes, live cooking shows. DDP the chef, man. 
Plus, the app has Bluetooth heart rate monitor compatibility and detailed interactive fitness tracking to keep you motivated to reach them goals. You can even earn points within the app to redeem for special awards. The more workouts you do, the more points you get, the more points you get, the more free stuff you get. DDP Yoga merch. I don't know what else you're going to get there. You might even get a trip to the uh, accountability crib. You heard all about that in the Jake the Snake uh, documentary. You want everything. You got everything because Dallas has thought of everything with the DDPY Now app. Okay, you get it for iPhones, Androids, on the web. And if you buy the DDP Yoga program at ddpyoga.com slash Jericho, you'll get three months of DDPY Now app for free. Okay, that's three free months of the DDPY Now app. What are you waiting for? Nothing. Go do it now. Go to ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. Take advantage of this great offer for you sexy beast listeners of Talk is Jericho. DDP Yoga has changed tens of thousands of lives, including mine. I'm telling you, on the square, as a shoot, if you want to use wrestling talk, for reels, if you want to use street talk, this is the real deal, man. It helped change my life. It helped save my life. It can do it for you as well. Get in the best shape of your life. Go to ddpyoga.com slash Jericho and get started today. Talk is Jericho, baby. Okay, so I want to start just kind of telling the story about how this all came about. Sitting here with Cheeseburger. Thank you for having me. So, um, you know, read uh, read the you know uh, dirt sheet sometimes, or look online, see what's going on in Ring of Honor, mm-hmm. or you know other other companies, and I keep seeing this name of Cheeseburger, <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know anything about this guy, but he's now my new favorite guy just because his name is Cheeseburger. <laughs> so I, I kind of told some of my friends in the business that are around. As a matter of fact, I was in. Uh, we were in Japan, and some of the Ring of Honor guys were there. Young uh, Bucks were there, yeah. and I was like, "I was like, where's Cheeseburger? Like, oh, Cheeseburger to make?" I said, "I love Cheeseburger." I said, "Cheeseburger <laughs> probably love the fact that you love Cheeseburger." So then I'm finally watching Ring of Honor one night, and I actually see the illustrious Cheeseburger. <laughs> Knew I had to have you on my show, so uh, it's great to have you, Cheeseburger. Thank you for having me. That match was the match you saw is actually my my first win in Ring of Honor. So that was, uh, was your first guess. win ever. Yeah, my first win, and that was against uh, Bro Bob Evans. I put him through a table and won by count. <laughs> now here's the thing with cheeseburger now like i said not ever really knowing much about you and we'll get all into it you see cheeseburger on tv and it's very much the uh tradition of spike dudley mm-hmm. or uh rockstar spud yeah. or a lot of the very, very colin delaney oh yeah the small small little underdogs and dude you are a skinny skinny guy oh yeah so tell me first of all just right off the bat how did you get the name cheeseburger okay so uh, the name Cheeseburger started as a – before it became a ring name, it was uh, my nickname for a long time. Uh, I started training with Ring of Honor in October 2010. And right off the bat, uh, as soon as uh, my friend uh, Rhett Titus, he saw me, and his first reaction was, damn, that boy needs to eat some cheeseburgers. <laughs> and it, they just my, – my first show, they started calling me Cheeseburger, and it's been, been my nickname ever since. What did you think when you found out your wrestling name was going to be Cheeseburger? Oh, I hated it. Yeah. I, I – I hated it so much. Actually, I had another gimmick before that. I wrestled like a, I wrestled under a mask as a, under the name Leech Londa. Leech. Yeah. It Le- was. A, it, I had no idea what the gimmick was. I don't know what I was trying to do. You're like like a, a bloodsucker in the lake or something like a leech or it what did, is it? This? It didn't look anything like a leech. It just it, like a it was just a goofy mask gimmick and it went nowhere. So but so so leech London Londa Londa after uh the, the Londa name came from uh, Colonel Hans Londa from a glorious bastard. Which is my gotcha. Of all time. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Gotcha. So I would have to say though, just being a you know a bystander here, that cheeseburger is a much better name than than leech Londa because. Oh. You remember it more, yeah, yeah right? Yeah. But you hated it at first. I hated it at first. Uh, it's an interesting story how it became our ring name. So, uh, January 2013, uh, Charlie Haas was a uh, he was like the, the big heel in Ring of Honor, and uh, they did a segment where I would make my unofficial debut. Where Charlie Haas comes and uh, we're in Baltimore in front of like uh, 700, 800 people. Charlie Haas comes out and uh, he's on the mic uh, yelling at the fans. And the fans are throwing streamers, throwing toilet paper in the ring at him. He's flipping them off. They're flipping them off. It's chaos. So uh, the segment goes, I slide in the ring, and I start taking the toilet paper out. And he, he looks at me and uh, starts berating me for cutting in on his time and calls me in the ring. So you're like, kind of, you're like the ring crew that's cleaning up the streamers yes. and toilet paper, and et cetera, yes. right? 
And so uh, Charlie Haas, he starts yell- he pulls, calls me into the ring, starts yelling at me on the mic. And uh, completely off the cuff and unplanned, he calls me cheeseburger in the middle of the ring. And the entire crowd just starts chanting cheeseburger. It's too easy. Yeah. yeah. Cheese. Well, so is it cheeseburger or is it cheeseburger? Cheeseburger. Cheeseburger. Now they started doing the New Day clap with it. With oh, the cheeseburger. cheeseburger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so let me. Okay. So, 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 so is this starting to become uh, kind of a cult thing where the fans in Ring of Honor are, yes. are digging you? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's. Uh, I think. Uh, it, I think it works because it, it started really organic. Just like, like I say, he com- did it completely off the cup, and the crowd start, started chanting it. And once uh, he beat me up, and uh, I got to the back, they were like, "I think we have something here," and they just ran with it. So you were just supposed to be kind of like a young boy at ringside. Yeah. And what was your what was your your wrestling name at that point? Was it still Leech Launder? Did you? Have yeah, else? Uh, I wasn't I wasn't wrestling in Ring of Honor at that time. Right. I still like hadn't made my debut, so the, nobody in the crowd knew I, I wrestled under a mask like on the indies, but. Uh, it was, it was just uh, it was just supposed to be like a nothing segment where he just beats me up and that was the end of it. But that kind of <laughs> launched my entire Ring of Honor career. And that's how it works. Yeah. Like look at the whole Yes movement, for example, just started mm-hmm. kind of organically, like you said. Uh, and that's what that's what gets you over with the crowd the most when it's something that they almost started. Yes. Yeah. So what was what was the mindset of of uh, of the Ring of Honor uh, office powers that be? To have you hired, were you going to be a ref? Were you going to be a wrestler? What, what were they thinking? Uh, well, I just I came. I I'm a true product of the dojo system. Like I I was completely trained from scratch, and I started October 2010 in the dojo. And I actually wanted to start training to be a manager because uh, when I of course loved wrestling, I always wanted to be a wrestler. But I I always thought, well, I'm I'm way too small to do this, so maybe I can be in the wrestling business as a manager. Mm. But the managers at the dojo, they would have to go through the same training, learn all the chain wrestling, locking up, bumps. And as I started, once I started bumping, that was when, like, I, I kind of started falling in love with it. I was just like, I might as well just stick with it and become a wrestler. So when you, you mentioned that you were a big wrestling fan, you grew up here, we're here in Trenton, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. So when did you start thinking, like, this is something that I want to do? Uh, my junior year of high school. Mm-hmm. I, when, I, when I started, uh, I was still a senior in high school. I actually, st- I actually still had uh, braces on when I first started, uh, when I first started training. <laughs> uh, but uh, I had uh, actually stopped watching wrestling from like about like '05 to like late '09. And once I uh, during my uh, junior year of high school, once I started getting back into wrestling, I remember why I loved it. Yeah, uh, I remember the the last memory I have of wrestling uh, before like I, I wanted to pursue it was a. Uh, when I first got back into it, I watched the last Raw of uh, 09, and I just remember seeing uh, Sheamus standing over Cena with the, uh, with the title before, because they were setting up for their TLC match and the tables match. And I watched TLC, and I just fell in love with it all over again after being on such hiatus. So this is something that, like, I mean, like you mentioned, you know that you're small, and yep. you look at yourself in the mirror, and you're like, okay, like, I'm probably not going to do this. Or did you think it doesn't matter how small I am? I mean, Ray Mysterio Jr. is a small mm-hmm. guy, and Mikey Whipwreck was a small guy, mm-hmm. but they have more more yeah. meat on them than you do, right? Oh, yeah. Were you thinking, like, still, like, in the back of your head, I can do this? Or what, what was your kind of mindset to even... I, uh... Hmm. I... I, always, I thought I could do it. I knew I could do it. Like, I knew if I put the work in and keep and keep working at it, I could do it. it I knew it was going to be much harder, and I couldn't do a lot of things a lot of guys could. But I knew if I just if I stuck with it, eventually good things would happen. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what happened. So where did, where did you start training then? When? when did, where? Where? Oh, we're at the Ring of Honor Dojo in Bristol, Pennsylvania. So when you show up there, and who's 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 running the camp? Uh, Delirious and and uh, Daisy Hayes. Okay, so you show up there, and what do they say to you? Like, come on, dude, or what's what's the mindset there? Well, when I told them I wanted to be a manager, they're like, yeah, I can see that. And, mm-hmm. uh, and but then after I had been there for a few months, and then when I told them I wanted to start full on wrestling training, they uh, Delirious and and Daisy they're really understanding, so they they knew like they knew that's something I wanted to do, so they they were completely okay with sure it. sure well like you said though as your manager you have to learn how to bump anyways yes. you think of like the greats of all time whether it's bobby heenan or, or jim Cornette, they they know how to bump as yes. well so you're thinking about being a manager who were who were your inspirations and, and your you the guys that you wanted to kind of follow in the paul footsteps paul 100 paul Heyman. Yeah. okay because even paul Heyman's a pretty beefy guy yeah yeah right so are you good on the are you good on the mic actually no that's why being the manager is a <laughs> it, it, i made a good decision not be become the manager so you want to be a manager. Yeah. You're not good on the mic. Yeah. You weigh about 140 pounds. 
Because you know, there's a lot of guys like you yeah. that show up in wrestling camp oh, yeah. all the time that yeah. don't have any idea. Yeah. You're kind of just oblivious to yeah, it. Yeah. I- yeah, I was seventeen. I didn't know what I was, I didn't know what I was getting yeah. into. I remember sometimes I'd go see, like you know, you go to a, a cheap strip club and you would see a girl there, like you know, with the more rolls than a bakery, and you'd be like, "What is she thinking? She's looking in the mirror." You look at like a, like the hottest stripper in the world, and there's a difference yeah, here, yeah, yeah. you know. And you're looking at guys who like John Cena or, or you know Triple H or Undertaker. They're big, big guys, yeah, yeah. you know. Or or you're mentioning Paul Heyman. That guy's a whiz on the stick as mm-hmm. Bobby Heenan and all these of type of guys. You had none of those things. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is a kid that wanted to be in the wrestling business. So it's lucky that they kept you around. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So w- when you started in Ring of Honor, then, so you, you mentioned that your first TV appearance was with Charlie Haas. Mm-hmm. What were you doing before that? Before that, uh, in the Ring of Honor or on the, on the NDC? Well, any, anything. Just tell me how you got started. You know. uh, in Ring of Honor, I was still, uh, like you said, uh, doing, I was just, I do different jobs. Like I would run the spotlight. Being a student, I would run the spotlight. I would ring the bell. I would collect streamers out of the ring all of that i would just do like man of a million different hats i would just do whatever like needed to be done for that mm-hmm. job and uh elsewhere on the weekends i was just wrestling like small time indies like in the pa sometimes i go down in north carolina jersey etc and this is as leech londa yes and were you Londa. getting booked as as, as, a, as a wrestler yes i was getting booked as a wrestler very uh not very often though as a as leech londa not not as much as a as now are you a high flyer yeah, for real. I'm all right. I mean, you'd have to be. Yeah. Like, if you're showing up to work under a mask and you're a small oh, guy, yeah. so what kind of moves were you doing? Uh, I, I do a lot of springboards, stuff like that, a few dives here and there, nothing too crazy. I, I, I really want to do, really do a moonsault. I'm terrified of backflipping, though. And uh, <laughs> I, did, uh, I did practice a 450 once in training, which uh, came off uh, pretty okay. Let me bust that's, that out now and again, every now and again. That's harder than a moonsault. You think so? Yeah, I couldn't do a 450. You're talking about a front flip into a splash? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I couldn't do that. I'm t- I, I can't do I think I have the athletic ability, I think, to do a moonsault. I'm terrified of back flipping. Uh, just, the, just the other day in training, we were, doing, we were practicing the uh, back suplex flip on the feet, and uh, that every single time we do that, that, absolutely terrifies me. So you don't like having to do the one where you kind of look over your shoulder and look behind you? Yeah, it's just such a weird motion. I hate, like, like that, that going backwards motion, like, with the flip is it terrifies me but like doing the front flip into like a splash is i mean it's interesting to me because uh i think everybody kind of has the little phobias mm-hmm. of moves that they can and can't do like for me i could never do a leg drop really never i've never done a leg drop uh <laughs> i'm not gonna say never in, in 25 years of doing this uh maybe three leg drops do you be like just like hulk hogan runner or like off the top Forget off the top. I'm talking just in the really? ring, just standing there and dropping down. Yeah, just I could never do it. You know, I remember one time I was in a cage match against Jerry Lawler. It was a dark match, and I couldn't think of anything to do. And I just did a leg drop. Like this was like maybe ten years ago, and I was like, nope, still never picked that up. So that was my mental block was 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 the uh, was the leg drop. If it makes you feel better, I've never done a leg drop either. That does make me feel better. That does make. I've not I've never done a four fifty. Okay. So there you go, cheeseburger. I've never right. I've never done a match. I did it like at training one day. I uh, it was actually the first day I, I did a springboard. Uh, Delirious was like try a springboard. I was like, all right. And I got it, and I kept kept doing the springboard, and I managed to do a springboard. He's like, all right, now do a springboard for a fifty. Okay. I, I ended up. He was, he was, I guess he was he was joking, but I pulled the mat out, and I I, I did it a few times, and it came so it's out. not even just a springboard. It's not even just a four fifty. It's a springboard yes. four fifty. Yes. Wow. So this this needs to be busted out in the next cheeseburger match. Uh, now I have to now I have to practice it next week. Well, yeah, you have to practice it a lot. Yep. But you got to give it a name though. It needs like a, like a, you know like the, the the fat like something like the fast food or something uh, like the uh, like the, the the Burger King or, or something uh, along those I need lines. The, I need that's Steve Carino for that. He is the he is the master of burger puns. Oh really? Oh yeah. I was just uh we just had uh, two shows that just got put up uh, online and uh one was in Lockport, New York, and one was in California, PA, which is like Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And in both my matches, Steve Carino was just nonstop with the burger puns. Give me some. Uh, I got busted open one match. It, it was just all ketchup stuff. Uh, every time I do a forearm, here comes the slider stuff like that. <laughs> just whatever it might be, right? Uh, so, so do you work? Are you working like quite often now in, in Ring of Honor? Yes, I'm usually on all the TVs. I, I have yet to be on the pay per view or i pay per view yet, though, which is my next goal. But I'm usually on all the TVs and uh, pretty much most of the house shows. So your first victory was against brew bob evans who was actually my former tag partner we had just had we just uh finished up our our tag team split in our uh and that was the uh end of our feud 
Okay, so that was yeah. You put him through a table mm-hmm. with a wicked punch. That's what I saw. The, the, I, the punch actually, another punch. Actually, a uh, palm strike, which is another story. Sorry, forgive me. What's the palm strike? Tell me about this. I uh, Liger taught me his palm strike. Okay, so so Liger. When are you hanging out with Liger? <laughs> so uh, last, uh, so Ring of Honor has this deal with uh, New Japan, where uh, where every year uh, they're like around May, their guys will come. They'll bring like like seven or eight guys in for like uh, a few shows. And uh, last year. Uh, I went with Delirious to pick him up from the airport, and uh, they had Liger, Ghetto, Nakamura, Okada, Tanahashi, and uh, Kushida, and Jado. And uh, the next day, uh, Jado, Ghetto, and uh, a few other guys, they wanted to go around Philly and see uh, the Rocky stuff. So I, I, actually, I actually have a picture of Ghetto on the Rocky steps. I took, I took, Looking for the Rocky statue. Yep, yeah. the Rocky statue and the steps. Uh, and I took the New Japan guys around Philly with a, a friend of mine named Bert. And uh, we just we spent all day with them, and then the next day they gave me like a bunch of gifts as, as thank you. And uh, I actually told uh, all the other guys except for Liger when they asked me who my favorite wrestler was, it's it's Liger. And I, I guess they told him, so I guess uh, the next day he started taking a liking to me. And uh, that Tuesday and that Wednesday we had a two day tryout camp with a uh, New Japan that w- that was at. And uh, the first day I actually uh, tried to do the palm strike on one of my matches, and it came off really bad. Mm-hmm. So the next day, uh, a guy from New Japan, he goes, oh, yeah, I heard you did the, uh, the palm strike yesterday. I'm like, yeah, it came off really bad. He's like, oh, you should have, you should have Liger's, Liger's on to teach you. I'm like, thank you, what? He's like, yeah, let, let me go with you ask him. So we went, and I asked Liger, and he said, yeah, I'll teach you. So he, he showed me how to do the, the palm strike, and uh, it's, it's – That's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, so, so he kind of showed you slowly and yeah. showed you – were you practicing it on, oh, yeah. on Liger? No, 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 oh. on the, the guy from New Japan. Who, uh, who, <laughs> the young boy? Yeah, yes. <laughs> I did a – like last year I did a four-day camp with uh, Lance Storm. It was uh, in Charlotte. Uh, it had Lance Storm, Dr. Tom, Les Thatcher. And, uh, there was oh, a, really? Yeah. Was that like at one of the, the NWA convention or something yes, like that? Yes, yes, it's that one, NWA Legends Camp. How was that? Amazing. I learned like – it was – it was completely exhausting because it was four days, and uh, we stayed up late, and we had to be up at, like, 5 a.m. to get there. But uh, it was it was a, an awesome experience just being around all those legends and getting to talk to them and learn Cause from Lance, them. Because both Lance and Dr. Tom are great, great trainers. Oh, yeah. I yeah. Love, doc, love Dr. Tom. Yeah. Uh, so but, uh, we had a Q&A with uh, Lance one of the days, and he talked about his time in, uh, in Japan for a uh, uh, war. Wrestling and romance. Was that what that's for? what it stood for? It was wrestling uh, and revolution, but they changed it for a period of time to wrestling and romance. Oh, I never knew that. Which is typical weird Japanese English, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like wrestling and romance. And I was always like, well, can, am I the wrestling part or am I the romance part? Yeah, yeah what was the romance The part? romance is uh, what it meant was kind of like the idea of, of wrestling, the dream, the romantic dream of becoming uh, a wrestler and, and the adventures and the possibilities. That was kind of the Japanese English equivalent, the romance. Yeah. of it which kind of makes sense in a weird way when you think about it yeah. you know yeah so anyways uh so lance one of the days he had q a and he was talking about time in uh in war and he was saying uh how uh at one at one point tenru uh changed his finish to uh just a straight jab like a shoot a shoot jab to mm-hmm. the jaw and uh he said like he remembers uh when they were calling the match uh, tenru would be uh would go to a young boy finish, and say finish on you and the young boys would start freaking out because they knew they were going to get knocked out by tenru that night yeah his finish was an actual punch to the face, and that was for real. Yeah. I remember uh, there was a guy called Big Titan. He worked for a while on FMW. He was a Calgary guy. He was uh, he probably, under another name? probably best known for being the fake Razor Ramon. Oh, that's yeah. where he was. That's so he came to WAR, and his, it was he was a big star in mm-hmm. FMW. But as you know, when you come from one company to another yep. to establish dominance, yep. the tenor went over, and the finish was a punch to the face. <laughs> And I remember the the magazine had had a, you ever seen that like when someone gets punched yep, yep. like and you can see like you know the cover of the Pantera record where the guy's face is over on one yeah. side <laughs> and that was Tenru's finish wow you know so you so you brought that up because your palm strike is the same uh, he just, he just uh, someone asked him about Japan and he just he just brought that up and I, I, I always uh, I'll never forget that story just because it's it so entertaining and uh, I remember uh, get when the Ghetto and Jalo one they talked about uh, Tenru and uh, and War and like getting knocked out by him I think kick you in the face so hard you could see the uh, the lace the outlines of the boot laces on your forehead wow yeah so there you go yeah he has his uh, retirement show coming up soon yeah he was a great he was a great worker and a great boss he was my second favorite boss probably behind Vince him Vince 
Paco Alonso from Mexico mm-hmm. and Tenru from Japan are probably wow. my three favorites to, to work for. Paulie was great too, but yeah. as far as money and, and just the yeah. whole concept of it, the Tenru was great. Hmm. See, so you, now you can use your palm strike yeah. to be the next knockout yeah. punch. It's probably stiff as hell, isn't it? Oh, yeah, hit the, hit the young boys in, the do, in our dojo with it. You knock them out? Yeah. <laughs> You're such a bully. <laughs> See that's pretty, and that's that's another thing too. We're, we're laughing about about the name, but I mean that is such an original, unique name, cheeseburger, that people instantly like. I said I loved it before I even saw you. Like my kids, the, the, the video I posted. Who's your favorite wrestler? Cheeseburger. <laughs> oh, I love that because kids just like cheeseburger. I've had I've had so many parents come up to me, just like oh, my kids love you. Like like you're you're my kids' favorite wrestling. It's always it's always it's always so surreal to me. You know, like it's mm-hmm. still kind of like like a dream almost that like. People like like kids like like love me, you know. Right, because kids love cheeseburgers. Yeah, you know. So 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 tell us. I kind of saw some pictures of your ring gear. Once you finally were called cheeseburger, mm-hmm. and you start embracing it. So what, what kind of things? Do you, what's your what's your ring gear that you wear? Uh, I wear long tights, and I wear this like uh, vest. And uh, I love the I love the vest just because it make it's a little bit different than everyone else. Like mm-hmm. so many guys in Ring of Honor are like trunks and, and boots. So I always want. I always try and. I always try to be different, stand out. So like uh, the gear I had on in the match you saw was a uh, like black spandex and like super shiny uh, 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 green. And on the back, I actually had uh, the words "Legendary Shote" as a tribute to uh, Liger. Legendary Shote? Yeah. Is that the Palm Strike? Shote? Yeah, uh, the Shote Palm Strike. And uh, it was a tribute to uh, Liger and uh, my trainer Delirious with the black and the uh, black and green. And on the lapel, there's a, there's a yes, there's a there's the cheeseburger. There's the a cheeseburger stuck and on the uh, and on the thighs too. Cheeseburgers on the thighs yep. as well. So, and I see there's other pictures of you wearing a, a crown. What was that all about? <laughs> That's actually uh, one of Jerry Lawler's crowns. Oh, one of yeah. his real crowns. We had a we had a show in uh, Nashville, Tennessee, and uh, in like this back room, they found like a crown just sitting there, and uh, one of the guys in the office, uh, Jeff Jones, he was like, "Oh, take." Put that crown on. You'd be the Burger King. They took the Jerry Lawler's crown on and took that picture, and that's, a, <laughs> that's what happens. Yeah. So, and as far as um, you, you, the merch that you have, mm-hmm. cheeseburger shirt. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, what else do you do? You, do you hand out like sliders to kids as you're walking to the ring or anything? No, like that's something. That's something I want to do. I want to get like little, like tiny, like stuff, like stuffed burgers or yeah. some, something to hand out to kids. Or like, uh, like the uh, I have like this burger hat I come out with sometimes in the ring. I want burger have. hat. Yeah. What's a burger hat? Uh, actually, uh, I didn't, I don't think I brought it today. It's, uh, it's like, it's just a hat that's shaped like a cheeseburger. I found like a thrift store for like four bucks. <laughs> well, that's the thing. You got to embrace it, right? Yeah, yeah. If you're going to be cheeseburger, go all the way with it, man. You know, <laughs> I remember when I was a kid, there's these little, uh, gum burgers. There was like a gum bun. Yes. Yes. I know what you're, I know what you're talking hand about. Those, oh, sell those at the yeah, merch stand. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause I, I would assume that like, you know, like, like I said, in, in a, in a roster of, you know, I don't know how many guys Ring of Honor has. Forty guys, let's yeah. say. You're going to know the top ten guys just because you do. Mm-hmm. And then there's kind of going to be a middle where you're not sure which guy is which. Yeah. Everyone knows Cheeseburger. Yeah. So it actually turned out to be a, a great thing. Yeah. So are you a big fan of uh, Japanese wrestling? Oh, I love it. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. Who's your favorites? Liger. I always love watching stuff from Muda. A uh, little bit of Takata here and there, and I, uh, of course, love the juniors. I love. Uh, I have the current crop of New Japan guys. I love Nakamura, uh, Kushida. And a uh, big fan of uh, Ghetto and Jado, especially like uh, I love I love just watching them with those guys work heel. Like mm-hmm. you're former so, uh, alumni of this podcast, Jado. And yeah, Gato I actually show, listened yeah. to that one uh, like a few weeks ago. I love that episode. Yeah, we were uh, at, uh, the crazy team back in the '90s, but they were always into Memphis wrestling and uh, Southern style wrestling. That's kind of where they molded their style to use a lot of those elements for New Japan, which you can see. Oh yeah, you know they actually. Uh, Every, every time they come over, I'll uh, give them like uh, one of my shirts, and like uh, there's a picture of like Ghetto, like the the cheeseburger shirt you have, the uh, like the Burger King ripoff one. He actually has a there's a picture of him like wearing that. <laughs> so when you're talking about you know you had your first victory, and you're working every weekend, mm-hmm. are you starting to get more of a shot in the ring? Like when you first started, were they more just squash matches? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm starting to get like a little bit longer matches, a little bit more of a not just so much. Stop at the beginning, beat down, beat down, beat down. Maybe one move, you know, pin. It's a little bit like a little bit more, uh, more even. But you know, I still work to my size, and it's still like I know I'm the underdog, and the crowd wants to see me. Like for the most, for the most part of the match, you know, get my ass kicked, and then finally make that big underdog comeback. Who are some of the guys that you've worked with in Ring of Honor that you enjoy working with? I actually had my 
my dream match that I wanted for a long time uh, last weekend against Adam Cole. All right. I just uh, actually they just put it up and I watched it the other day. Uh, Adam Cole, he's just he's amazing. I love uh, Jay Lethal, our current uh, world champion. He's I've had two matches with him both. Uh, he's he's a, actually absolutely a pleasure to be in the ring with. There's. So when you're working with these guys, and are they, I mean, obviously we're always just waiting for somebody to get over. And mm-hmm. and if you have somebody like yourself that the people are cheering for, mm-hmm. it's probably quite easy to work with you. Like, oh yeah. You, you, do you get some really good spots during some of those matches where people think, ah, oh, cheeseburger's gonna make the X upset? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is uh the uh the match I had with Adam Cole that I was just talking about? Uh, like I, we did we did something where like I went for the Cobra Clutch and it's like, oh, oh, cheeseburger almost has him. Then boom, he just shoved me back down. And uh, during the match, he, uh, he hit me with something and uh, pulled me up and got on the mic and started doing live commentary during the match while beating me up. Mm-hmm. And he turns around and starts to call me a, a son of uh, – and then I come up with the big palm strike. And I go for the big pin. The crowd, the, the whole crowd bought, like, bought that pin. They finish. thought that was it. Yeah. So is that your finishing move, the palm strike? Yes. That's actually pretty smart because anybody you – know, you catch somebody across the jaw mm-hmm. with that, it would work. Yeah. You know, and, and you can give it to anybody. That's the secret of a good finishing move. Yeah. True. You and, know? I, and I like to use it as a tribute, you know. Yeah. Well, plus, you were, you were hand, hand-picked <laughs> to uh, keep Liger's uh, legacy alive. There's actually a promo we did uh, uh, in uh, New York there uh, where he, like, teaches me the palm strike in the promo, and I used it on, like, uh, my friend Will at, like, at the end. Oh, yeah? Yeah. He actually showed it to you? Yeah. Was he speaking English or Japanese? Uh, English. Okay. All right. There are some seriously talented luchadors in AEW, and not all of them speak English which can make putting together matches a little challenging sometimes. That's why I signed up for Rosetta Stone. I'm learning Spanish, amigos. Hey, amigas. See? Already learning. Haha. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. You don't even have to learn Spanish, though, because Rosetta Stone has 25 languages, including French, German, Korean, Arabic, and Polish, and Japanese. That's what I'm going to do next. I spent a lot of time in Japan, and I still work with a lot of Japanese wrestlers at AEW, like Takeshita. So having a better handle on the language will definitely show in the ring. Communication is key. And learning Spanish on Rosetta Stone has been so fun and easy. They've got this true accent feature that gives you feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. Sort of like having a personal trainer for your accent. I'm using the app, but you can also do the lessons on desktop or laptop. I also like that I can download the lessons and do them offline, which is perfect for a plane. I can sit there on a flight and work on my Espanol. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Talk is Jericho listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Jericho. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Jericho today. That's rosettastone.com slash Jericho. Do it today. So when did you start working with Ring of Honor then? Uh, since, uh, like, pretty much right when I first started training. Like, uh, I started, like I said, October 2010, and right off the bat, I was going on the road with them, helping out at shows, uh, you know, paying my dues, putting up the ring, doing whatever job was necessary, and still going to training like two or three times a week. Uh, and so how have you seen the company grow over the last five years? Uh, every, every single year since we've been bought by Sinclair Broadcasting, which uh, they had to buy out in 2012, and then we started getting on TV has been has been growing like just uh just this year we got the destination america deal you know we're doing uh more stuff with new japan like next year we're we're having like a couple of shows in japan which we have and we have a deal with uh this promotion in uh europe which we got this year which uh they just uh they have a tour coming up with that so every single year there's like something new something something like different that's coming out so it's, it's been growing steadily ever since what was the 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 buzz behind the scenes when that Destination America deal came up because it was kind of a surprise yeah. and I think it almost was like TNA didn't even know about it uh, nope literally uh, to the best of my knowledge only four people knew about it like uh, I think Delirious uh, uh, the COO Joe Koff and uh, maybe uh, Gary Jester who's uh, head of operations in the office at 
Gary's working with you guys. Oh yeah, yeah. No kidding. Joe I didn't know that. Yeah, Gary used to work for WCW for years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I didn't know that Gary was working with you. Yeah, he's a uh, head of operations, I believe. Oh, that's great. Well, that's a, that's a long term experience guy. Mm, yeah, for sure. He worked with WCW for years and years and years. Yeah, I remember he was a, a judge for one of the uh, what's it, Flair Sting matches. Hmm, I don't know. I, when I was there, he was. I think he was um, helping uh, book the shows really? as far as book the live events and that sort of thing, from what oh, I, I recall. Kind of a, a guy who did a little bit of everything. Hmm. You know, it's probably what he does in, in, in Ring of Honor as well. So so w- w- so you're just sitting at home one night in, De- in Ring of Honor's on Destination America? Or was there – Yeah, they, uh, like uh, uh, when I was at the dojo, they, uh, Delirious told me, like, oh, check uh, – like, make sure you uh, – Check Twitter tomorrow. I was like, okay, and I was like, no, some, some, some big must be happening. But like, I, like, like, I thought it was like just like, okay, maybe we're bringing in like some, some new guys, some like top name Japanese talent or something like that, you know. And then like the Destination America thing hit, and like no, like nobody in for Ring of Honor knew about it except for like those three people, and like mm-hmm. it was just it's mind blowing because we were on main, we we're on mainstream television now. Do you uh, ever get recognized when you walk out on the streets or anything like that? Actually, no. I still have. I've only been. I've, <laughs> I've only been recognized once, uh, like outside, of, like a wrestling environment, and it's actually by an exterminator that came to my house. <laughs> I uh, he was uh, he was like spraying my room, and uh, I have this uh, like a uh, lanyard from like one of the live events that I keep, where it says like it says like ROH security or something like that, and it just says cheeseburger on it. And uh, he looks he looks at it, and like he comes out of my room, he's like, "Hey, excuse me." Uh, are you cheeseburger? I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh yeah, I've I've, uh, I've I've seen some of your stuff. I know Ring of Honor, and like, just, we just talk about Ring of Honor for a few minutes. Makes you feel good, right? Yeah. It's funny too, because like for me, like I said, like you don't even understand. There's so many guys that want to do this show, mm-hmm. and. I have so many guests and it's booked up and it's like, you know, I've got a lot of musicians and this and other thing, but cheeseburger, I had to have cheeseburger on. So to me, I'm thinking cheeseburger is the top, like most recognized name in ring of honor. But of course, you know, like not a lot of people know cheeseburger yet. That's why we're going to bring the cheese to the masses, yeah, man. Yeah. Show people what's up with the burger around here. You know? So have you, you obviously have, you've never been to Japan before? No, that that's my, that's my dream right that's now. That's a dream to go. Yes. Is it something that you think you might be able to do? I believe so. I think in the near future, I think I, I think I will be going. If you guys go do those shows over there, I'm. They're, I think they're going to work to get me over. They're there. thinking about it. Think You'd so. probably get over in Japan. You think so? Well, because they like you know underdogs. They like uh, <laughs> I'm not saying this in a bad way. They like weird yeah, characters. Like weird, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like cheeseburger with like, cheeseburger, <laughs> cheeseburger, cheese, cheese. <laughs> I can hear him singing it right now. All the, all the Japanese girls. Oh, yeah. Cheese, my Because, like, that's what I said. Like, you really have – that's one thing. But, like, if you watch, like, a Spike Dudley or those mm-hmm. type of guys, Mikey Whipwreck was so mm-hmm. good at it, embracing the fact that, okay, I will be the underdog, yes. like you said. And people get behind it, mm-hmm. you know? And then that's how you can – you slip over one time on the crazy, on the big heel, and suddenly that, that people would believe that it can happen. Yeah. Speaking of Spike Dudley, I'm, I love his heel stuff as a, in the Cruiserweight division. Like maybe oh four or oh five, mm-hmm. like uh, when he was the boss and like kind of like uh, he's like bossing around like Bubba and Devon. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was a, that was so good. What else did you like when you were watching WWE? Of course, I love Rey Mysterio. Yeah, absolutely love him. Uh, big fan of your work, of course. Well, you, you, you have to say that because oh, you're on I mean, my show, of course. <laughs> I was always a big fan of Edge and Christian as well. I love, uh, I always love, uh, love their stuff and uh, just like. Not just their ring work, but just how they became like these these they were just these goofy characters, like and they just they just embrace they fully embrace like the goofiness, mm-hmm. like the same thing with Kurt Angle, like a uh, like uh, Team Eck, remember Team Eck, Edge Christian and Kurt. Oh, I don't remember yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Wow, I completely forgot about Team Eck. They well, had one of Rhino too, right? Rhino was in there with them as well. But that's that's how it works, though. Is like you said, you have to, you know, whatever direction that you're kind of moving in, you have to embrace it and go with it. Yep. You know. So so tell me some of the other stuff about Ring of Honor, as far as uh, guys that are at the top, uh, and guys that are on their way uh, onto the top. Uh, guys that are on top right now are Jay Lethal, uh, the Briscoes. Uh, do you know Do you know the Briscoes? I know. I met them. They're crazy looking guys. Oh, they're they are amazing. They're like. They're like they have these characters, but they're not characters. They're just they're just themselves. It's and what like, are they? They're these like redneck chicken farmers, but from like Delaware, or yeah, something, from, right? Like, like the middle of nowhere, Delaware. But they're like they're they're just so entertaining, so, so great. It's just they're like northern rednecks. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, and people and they work their asses off. Oh too. yeah, they've right. been and they've been they've been doing this since they were like thirteen, fourteen. Wow. Like, yeah, like a almost like 
12 years each, I think. Uh, as far as guys coming up, uh, we have this guy, uh, Dalton Castle. I don't know if you've uh, seen Love him. him. You seen him? Oh, yeah. Okay. Dalton Castle is one of my favorite acts in wrestling right now. Well, and then let's let's talk about that for a second because when I watched that Ring of Honor, I hadn't seen it before, and that's not from being a snob. I just mm-hmm. don't watch a lot of wrestling because yeah. I'm doing other stuff. But watching that show, obviously, I love Cheeseburger, but Dalton Castle was the guy mm-hmm. that really stood up for me oh, yeah. because of his character. But I wasn't really too sure what his character is. I've heard them describe this pretty much like a modern day Liberace. That's kind of yeah. what it is, but it's also a little bit. Uh, I, I got a little bit of Randy Savage in there too, where it's yeah, not all yeah. over the top. It's very flamboyant and swishy wishy, oh, yeah. yeah. but there's some real intensity in there. Yeah, too. he's like yeah, he's he's there's, he's like he's this flamboyant character, but he's legit. You know, yeah, he can like he can throw you around, like pick you up, like mm-hmm. slam you down. He's he's legit once he gets in that ring. He just mm-hmm. he's just flamboyant and goofy. Right, right, but there's like I said, there's a, there, and that's what makes some of those characters work if you're playing kind of a flamboyant mm-hmm. quote-unquote goofy character but if you can turn up the steam and get serious yeah. then you can make people believe yeah. what's going on you know and the fans are responding to him as well of course yeah he uh he had like he was just a, a guy we brought in for, uh like he came in uh earlier this year for this uh tournament we do every year called the top prospect tournament where we'll bring like eight eight like fresh faces in and see how the fans react to them and like at the end of it usually like two or three guys will like get a contract out of it and like Dalton Castle he had like on his first appearance he was the most over guy on the show where he had like you know the two manservants like the, the boys yeah the boys the the, the angels wings he, he has when he, uh, or the peacock wings he has uh, when yeah. he comes out oh he wears peacock wings when he comes out like uh the boys will like uh, get in the ring and like kind of like cover him up with the fans and then oh, right. he'll like boil like these like gigantic like silver like see through wings that come up oh okay that's cool so, I mean, w- w- you mentioned that you're working quite often. So if there's a road trip, how does that work for you? Do you meet up with other guys and travel with them? Do you drive yourself? Uh, usually we'll, uh, we'll get like a uh, – we or like the company will get like a, a minivan and we'll pack up like a, like six or six of us in the minivan and also we'll have like a, a few people will go in the, the ring trucks, which will have, you know, the ring, all the production equipment. Sometimes we'll have one truck, two trucks, and then we'll meet usually like at the dojo and travel to where we are like a day early. Where's the dojo at in Philly? Uh, Bristol, PA, which is like 20, 25 minutes away from Philly. Okay, it's so where, like this small town. Where's the so you you go there and meet there? Mm-hmm. Everyone gets into the, to the to the van. Mm-hmm. So what's like what's the longest trip that you guys have taken? Uh, me personally, the longest I've had is uh, actually a few weeks ago. I drove down to Texas, which is like thirty hours. That's a long way. Yeah, San Antonio, Texas. Are you driving? Yep, uh, we uh, we had a it was four of us. We uh, went down the minivan to San Antonio. But were you driving? Actually, oh, yeah. yeah. So yes. you, you're the young boy. You got to drive, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, there, there's some more. Uh, I'm not I'm not, the young, not so much the young boy anymore. We got a little, some uh, newer students now that we uh, are uh, the newer young boys. So do you boss them around now? Yeah. <laughs> Cheeseburger's boss. Well, you got five years now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So how is it for you driving all that way? What do you guys do to, to pass the time? Uh, Music, you know, tell stories, make fun of each other. Uh, what's the usual? What, what uh, else is there, right? What's that? What else is there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys have ever had any like uh, flat tires or breakdowns or anything like that? Actually, no. You know, surprisingly, no, uh, no real flat tires. No, uh, you know, we're kind of we're kind of overdue for one. I'll yeah, say, I'll say that. We not not with the fans. We've had plenty of uh, times where the the ring truck is broke broken down. Mm. I'll say that. Do you ever ride in the ring truck? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't drive the truck though. I never. Uh, That's hard. Yeah, yeah. I've, yeah. N- I've never drive, driven the truck, but uh, sometimes I ride in. You know what a good thing to do to pass the time is, is play. The, have you ever played the wrestler game, the wrestler alphabet game? Uh, okay. The wrestler name game. Yeah. So oh, you, yes. Yeah. But how, does it, how does it work? Uh, I've heard different versions. The version I know is uh, you say a name. If if, uh, if it's just one name, like say Christian, I think you would. Take the N at the end of Christian, and then someone has to start with N. And then you have to start, yeah, like Negro Casas, and then you have to do an S or whatever, right? That's one way of doing it. And then the other way of doing it is actually you have to go alphabetically, which is hard because whoever gets X... Like there's like uh, only two or three X's, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. So he, like that's Jim Cornette used to be able to play that, and he would know like he could bring out like you know Exerces from Continental Championship Wrestling in 1962. <laughs> so he would pull. You never knew if he was. Yeah. So I would always bust out Zap the Galaxian. That ain't no wrestler. It's like no, it's a guy from Calgary. It was called Zap the Galaxian, and uh, he, he could never prove me wrong because he didn't know the Calgary territory. Of course, I made it up. So if Cornette's listening, that's exactly. I always did it. pretty well at it because I'm just this huge wrestling nerd. So even like these like obscure indie guys, like 
like uh, we have the rule like if you can google the guy you know you he counts so like i always know like these obscure like indie guys that like wrestle in the middle of nowhere just because i'm so like ingrained of like I want to be like the uh, know it all and like know it. So what? Because they have like like X names or Z names or or which ones are you using that are obscure? Uh, usually I can find someone with like say like a K or something like that. Usually like uh, like K's and like X's and. Do you know uh, how many X's is there? I can only think of one X right now, and that's uh, Xavier, who was uh, the second Ring of Honor World Champion back like way back. Well, there's Xavier Woods now. Oh, Xavier Woods. There's two of them. Yeah. So I I win. Hey, uh, is there another X? Because like Doctor X wouldn't count. No, no, right? I can't think of another X. It's. I think there was. I think there was um, another one we used to use was Santa Claus. Oh, I think yeah, they spelt that with an X. Yeah, it was spelt with an X. You're right. Now I'm doubly beating you, oh. cheeseburger. Come on, oh, man. man. You got to catch up. <sighs> boom, boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> So what's coming up for you over the next uh, few months, Ring of Honor wise? Ring of Honor wise, we have uh, we're we're currently uh, next year we're kind of expanding some new markets. I think we're going back to uh, Vegas. We're going back down to North Carolina and stuff like that. And we're just building up on our. Uh, I think we're currently doing uh, four live reviews a year, so we're kind of like getting we're kind of like setting those up. So, like, fans always know where they're at before mm-hmm. we try and do any more. You know, you know, like, okay, the anniversary show is a live peer review, and that's in February. And then we have, uh, you know, we have All Star Extravaganza, which we just had, which is in, like, uh, September, you know. And so fans know, like, all right, every, like, so-and-so months we have these these live pay-per-views you know it's interesting listening to you talk you keep saying we and 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 us and you really this is your company you really this, believe in this don't you this is my home it's i i grew up here you know i was just this skinny 17 year old kid and i'm this skinny 22 year old kid that's <laughs> there for five years and it's this is my home this is so you're family. only 22 and you yeah. started yourself. what did you what did your parents say your mom or your dad say when you when you told them you're gonna get into this uh my mom was com- completely supportive of it she like she knows a little bit about wrestling but not much about it she just she just worries about me getting hurt but she was mm-hmm. completely supportive of it actually funny story about my mom uh the first day i trained the, the first day i trained you know you have to put down uh uh like a 900 hundred dollar deposit it's not refundable so we you know first day uh we do like a lot of uh yoga and then uh for the new guys they do like circuits you know squats push-ups and stuff like that so we do like the yoga stretching and i'm like done like i'm done after like five minutes of doing like this this yoga like uh delirious and uh daisy they they do some really intense like stuff with the yoga and like i was i was done after like five minutes of it and we still had like 15 to go so i did that i didn't even do like squats and push-ups and stuff my first day that was like the next day but like i really, couldn't even make it through the yoga yeah yeah and so i, I got in the, i got in the car with my mom and uh i go i, I don't, don't want to come back here tomorrow i'm i'm done and she's like well we kind of already put down the deposit so maybe just give it one more day you know i was like i was like All right, i'll give it one more day and that was it and one more day led to another day and yep. led to another day, another day and another do you ever day. have people like even for me people will say like you're a wrestler like not that it happens too much anymore but it used to quite a bit you, 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 oh, you got, I thought time. you'd be bigger all the time yeah. my, my favorite is uh, like if I have like a wrestling shirt and they're like oh, you, oh you're a wrestler I'm like, like yeah Oh, what weight division? I'm like, oh, I'm just, I, I just started telling people heavyweight. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing, because I'm sure people go, you wrestle? Yep. No. My doctor, my, my doctor still doesn't believe I wrestle. Oh. He, like, uh, I, I had shoulder surgery, like, uh, two years ago, and when I told him how it happened, like, he's just the most, like, just, just completely patronizing. Oh, like, oh, yeah, you wrestle. Oh, yeah. Okay, of course. Yeah. 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 Just the worst his uh his last name is actually dibiase which is kind of funny oh there you go he should know more about his wrestling yeah. right yeah. so what what are some of your uh you're talking about the wwe if we're sitting here in trenton mm-hmm. have you been in this arena before yeah i've been in this arena uh two or three times for uh like a, a two times for uh house shows of uh i came like uh maybe 2011 with my cousin and uh, i had one when i was really young i can't remember how old i was uh i came to a house show here i was maybe like 11 or 12 and i had actually just gotten a a cavity removed so like i i'm still like a cavity know. removed yeah filled. Cavity filled, filled, like. <laughs> they just cut that damn thing out <laughs> <laughs> so i came like i was i don't remember much from the show because i was still like woozy from like the high yeah. yeah oh hi yeah, <laughs> so who, who, who matches have you seen here do you remember seeing any matches here because we come here quite a bit it seems like we're always at this place uh, the last time I was here, I remember uh, the one match I remember was, uh, what was it? 
I uh, when I was really young, I remember seeing Kane here, and I just I just remember the film the Kane's pyro. Actually, I think that might have been a SmackDown when I came mm-hmm. here. Yeah, I just I just remember the heat from Kane's pyro on my face, and that's that's like the one memory I have from like that uh, being high on that anesthesia. I wonder how old you were because I remember coming here for a SmackDown. It was a long time ago, like probably fifteen years ago. Were you coming when you were like seven years old? No, I don't think not I was that, that young. Right? Not that not young. that young. What's your favorite match you've ever seen? My Do you favorite one that stands out. My favorite match of all time is uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Minoru Suzuki for New Japan. Uh, October, I was trying to remember the dates of my favorite matches. October 8th, 2012, I want to say, uh, for the IWGP heavyweight title. And that uh, actually got five stars from Meltzer. It was, it was a mass, it was just an absolute masterpiece. So I highly recommend you watch it if you haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. So I love the fact that you've, this whole interview you've been talking about the dates and numbers. You seem to remember those very, uh, very, very completely. I tried to. I, I remember the first day that I, I trained. I remember the day of my first match, which was May 4th, 2012. Who was that against? Uh, it was a squash match uh, versus this guy, I think Zach Connors, for uh, a show that Briscoe's ran. They, uh, they just they ran a show and they were just like, yeah, I'll get cheeseburger, cheeseburger at squash match. Were you cheeseburger then? No, I was still I was like Lee Slonda. and like uh. But your nickname was cheeseburger. Yes. Yeah. I I had a mask and uh I didn't have any I didn't have any gear so like my friends uh, my friend Bird and uh, the Bravado brothers they uh they bought they went to like a thrift store and found these like really like these like puke yellow tights and they had like a big stain on them and they gave me those and I just wore that and, like my wrestling shoes like no shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah. So squash. So yeah. a minute, two minutes? Yeah, like two minutes. What'd you get paid? Uh, I actually got paid. Uh, that, the Briscoes were nice. They gave me like 40 bucks for that. What? First match? Yeah, yeah. It's more I than like, I made for my first match. Yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't see that much for a long time, though, after that. Oh, that was the yeah. big one? Yeah, I yeah, only yeah. made 30 bucks. It was my first match. <laughs> <laughs> so so, so for, for you now, you're 22 years old. Mm-hmm. Did you finish high school? Yes. Okay, so you got that under your belt. So what's your overall plan? I mean, do you see yourself becoming Ring of Honor champion? Do you see yourself I coming so. to the WWE? Uh, right. I prefer to set like small goals and try and accomplish those and like long ones. Like, uh, like my first, you know, like I trained, my first goal is to have a Ring of Honor match. Okay. Now I want to be, I want to have a be on Ring of Honor TV. Okay. I got that. Now, like my, my current goals are to get overseas, either to Europe or Japan or mainly Japan, but mm-hmm. also Europe, which I'm working on both of those. Uh, and also uh, to get a Ring of Honor contract, I would like to be a fully contracted employee i'm currently i'm currently not so i mean that's uh gotcha. that's another goal of mine and then you know just to get bigger and bigger matches in ring of honor and accomplish that so like one step i like to go one step at a time which is smart yeah so right now you just get paid like a per per show appearance yes type of a thing but you want to get that contract yes see now see here's the thing ring of honor if you're listening i uh, i think i believe you're the first ring of honor guy that's been on talk is jericho yeah, yeah, yeah. i think aj styles was on but he was probably more new japan at the time but this is because of cheeseburger <laughs> i want more cheeseburger cheeseburger should have a contract i think that all of the uh all the fans should stand behind cheeseburger and get him a contract you heard it here first you heard it here first yeah. exactly Exactly. Cheeseburger. Chris Jericho wants more cheeseburger. <laughs> more cheeseburger. What's the, what's your favorite match that you've ever had? Ooh. Probably uh, I had a probably my first Ring of Honor match I would say, which was uh, July tenth, I think. It was like a week after my birthday, uh, July tenth in Chicago. It was me and Roderick Strong versus Red Dragon for the Ring of Honor World uh, Tag Titles. And that was actually not supposed to be a title match. They a- they advertised it uh, wrong as a title match. So they were like, all right, we got to give Cheeseburger a title shot in this first match. And first match? Yep. That's a lot of pressure. Yeah. I, I was freaking out. And did the people already know you because of the Charlie Hawes angle? Yes. Yes. Because Ring of Honor fans are very loud. They remind me a lot of kind of old school ECW fans mm-hmm. where they're really into it, really screaming and cheering. <laughs> what kind of chance do you get? Usually just Cheeseburger. Okay. And now like the, and now like the, the, the new, like I said, the, the New Day version of it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you ever make mistakes and they chant, chant you f- up or anything like that? Oh yeah. <laughs> What's your worst mistake you ever had? Ah, you put me on the spot. Uh... <laughs> That's when you say I don't make mistakes, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh... How about if springboards are hard? Did you ever fall off the ropes for that? Yes, that uh, that that's... <laughs> that, would, that would that would be it. That would be it. When did that happen? What was the date? 
Oh, you're putting me on the spot. Uh, <laughs> May 6th, 2012 <laughs> versus uh, Roderick Strong. You slipped off the rope. People started laughing and chanting, you f***ed up. <laughs> That's right. If, if, if Evan versus Roddy, he will pull me right in the ring and just chop me like 10 times. That's how it works, right? Yeah. You make a mistake, you're, you're done. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Cheeseburger, it's been great talking to you, man. Thank you for having me. It's I'm excited really to see what happens uh, in the future at Ring of Honor. So if people have never seen you before, do they, get, do they take you seriously? Do they give you they give you some offense or do you just have to work on it? Or, or like Now that you're still building your name, if someone didn't know you and just saw you sitting there, it'd be like, gosh, this guy's so small. I think now, usually, like, everywhere I go, people kind of, like, recognize me and right. know, like, know, like, of me. So, like, I, I don't have any trouble, like, calling matches or, like, getting getting offense in. That's great. Because the the, the, the scene up here, the independent scene mm-hmm. in the Northeast is, is, is fairly strong, correct? Yeah. Yes. So, there's a lot of shows around here and a lot of mm-hmm. people, a lot of different companies and a lot of the same fans, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Yeah. So, do you work for other different companies quite often? Uh, here and there, I'm usually I'm usually always with Ring of Honor, so like I rarely, I very, very rarely have a chance to like go to other indies. Like usually, like when someone will try to book me, I'm like, oh, sorry, I can't. I have I have Ring of Honor. Even if I'm not wrestling for Ring of Honor, I still go and like do the ring crew and all that. And uh, just I just like be around the shows. So whenever I can, I usually uh, usually will. You know the one thing that you're missing? What's that? You need a catchphrase. Yes, yes. As I, uh, Delirious actually just said that to me like uh, like two weeks ago. He said like uh, he he went over to New Japan and he was saying uh, how like almost everyone in New Japan has like a big like a signature move and like a catchphrase or something or some kind of like some kind of like action that goes to that signature move that like the whole crowd like does together. Like uh, <laughs> Kojima will do like a. Uh, He'll do like an elbow in the corner and stuff, like a top rope el- elbow drop. And I think in Japan, he yells like, I'm going to get you bastard or something like that. And in like, Japanese, yeah. yeah. In, J- in Japanese, sorry. Right. He and like the whole crowd will like chant like, I'm going to get you bastard. Right. You say it. So what are you going to do? What have you been thinking about? I don't know. I, I thought about burger time, but... I, burger I, time? I don't, I, don't, I don't like burger time too much. I've heard people like, I've thought about that, but... Well, like, you know, if, if you're like, if you're a, like, were born uh, a child of the 80s, like me, that was a wicked video game, Burger Time. Was it? It was, yeah, it's actually, look it up. It's called Burger Time, and the concept of the video game was you had to build burgers by stepping across, if, so you, you step across the bun, it would fall, uh-huh. then you step across a patty and it would fall, but these <laughs> little uh, things of salt and pepper uh-huh. and ketchup are chasing you and if they uh-huh. catch you you die so that was burger time <laughs> sounds right? amazing so, so you would like say burger time before you do a big finish yeah all right because they like, feel the cheese mm. yeah no yeah. not that one um uh easy peasy filled with cheesy no i've heard uh, it can't it isn't easy it ain't easy being cheesy that's been pitched to me a few times so. <laughs> but that's not really it though right no. I mean, it, it ain't it ain't yeah. it ain't easy being cheesy that's okay i mean you could say that a little bit that could be your secondary catchphrase yeah. burger time it ain't easy being cheesy it's not bad <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen the uh the remake of longest yard with adam sandler yeah you remember the cheeseburger eddie from that movie yeah. yeah, played by Terry Crews. Yeah. That's right. He was cheeseburger ready. Yeah. And why was he cheeseburger ready again? He was always sneaking like McDonald's to like the, the right. people in the prison. Right, there you go. Yeah. See, that's what you have to do. Is you have to get some kind of a sponsorship with like McDonald's or Burger King yeah, or yeah. Hardee's or something like that. You know, then you're making the big cheese. Yeah, yeah. Big cheese. That's the big cheese. I'm the big cheese. We turn heel. The big I'm cheese. the big cheese, man. <laughs> the big cheese is here. Step aside. Big, <laughs> cheese, big cheese is here. Right? All right. The big cheese. You don't go any further without the burger. It's hard because there's there's nothing that rhymes with burger. Burger, further, uh, burger, worger. No, nothing rhymes with burger, right? So we're going to stick with cheese. Ain't easy being cheesy. You're the big cheese. The big cheese. I kind of like the big cheese. All right. Let's keep that in mind. If if you end up using it, you can have it for 10% of your profits. Okay. Sounds good? Yeah, it sounds good. That's pretty fair. Podcast One has a holiday gift for anyone who likes to watch people get punched in the face. Come on, who doesn't? I mean, besides that guy, who doesn't? Seriously, right? That's why we're giving you another whole year of awesome shows from Steve Austin, Chris Jericho, Jim Ross, and Chael Sonnen. Which means you'll get your fill of the biggest names and biggest stories in pro wrestling, MMA, and UFC. You're welcome. Subscribe on iTunes now to Steve Austin, Talk is Jericho, The Ross Report, or You're Welcome with Chael Sonnen. This way, you'll never miss a devastating armbar. And of course, you can always get everything you need at podcast1.com. 
All right, thanks to my new favorite wrestler, Chiberga from Ring of Honor. Do yourself a favor. Check him out on Ring of Honor. You can watch him anywhere. His ring gear and gimmick are amazing. And once you see him, you'll understand why fans are loving him. You heard him. What's not to love about Cheeseburger? What a great, great, humble, nice guy. Uh, great to see him show up. He's like the skinniest guy ever, and he just kicks it in the ring. I'm a big, big Cheeseburger fan. He's my new favorite wrestler, and I'm glad you got to hear him today. And my old favorite sponsor here on Talk is Jericho's Amazon. Longest running sponsor of the show easiest way to support the show use the tij links and you can find them by going to podcastone.com click on the killer deals button in the right top corner of the page then hit that talk is jericho button i got the links for the usa the uk the canada every time you use them links amazon kicks back a small percentage to this show to help us cover production costs no hidden fees or extra charges just think about anything you want to buy on amazon uh, it's got the best prices and help out this show as well podcastone.com killer deal button on the top right hand corner of the page hit the talk is jericho button and help the show out. Thank you for listening today. Make sure to keep on listening for the 60-second AP News headlines coming up next. A thank you to Cheeseburger. Thanks to the Sklar Brothers. Oh, rest in power, Lemmy. We still love you. We miss you, man. And we will see you uh, We'll see you on uh, next week, next Wednesday, on this happy new year, the first uh, week of 2016. What a huge guest. I got the return of Hollywood legend William Shatner is back. And if you liked the first episode, wait to hear this one. The Shat is on fire Bill is on fire. I'm on fire. You're on fire. Stay hard. Stay hungry. And a big yeah boy for 2016. We love you. You can download new episodes of Talk is Jericho every Wednesday and Friday at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. 